The frame rate has dropped. The frame rate has dropped. The boy who lived has come to die. You let politics ruin, or rather control, your whole life, man, you're going to be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy, and they hate their neighbors. Sad. I had all of my settings perfect, and now I question everything because <clears throat> uh, that w I had those like weird outages, and it kept turning right. my computer off. And I think I fixed the streaming side. I actually reduced it just a little bit because uh, I was streaming and things were going well, um, and I, I thought everything was good. And then there was one night where it was like kind of rough, and then when I was doing it last night. It was okay, but there was a, there's like the occasional delay. And so I can't always figure out, because my thing will just say excellent connection. So I'm like, oh, cool. But then I'll see the delay on there, and I'm like, is that me or is that YouTube? You know? Yeah. And I'm just... Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure about what is what. It seems... I wonder if it's YouTube, because a lot of people stream seem to be bugging recently i yeah i'm wondering yeah, if they're recently. if they're if they're trying to do maintenance and that's why or i it honestly it could be a number of things uh, all i know is that i think i fixed my settings like my internet should be good enough that i can run the stream at 1080 60 no problem uh but then i was just like seeing weird incidences of it happening but then i pulled up the stream from last night on my phone and I was watching it and I don't think I remember seeing any it like bug out at all so I, I really don't know what what was going on going on yeah um and it's just annoying because like you gotta you gotta watch that stuff it's like what's I going just... on Zach's sorry oh cut you off. is he in the... in the troll room wait is he yeah he said gents why don't I said, Joseph's my favorite see that? hang on <sighs> great is YouTube bugging out again I'm going to have to, like, pull this up on my phone to get it to work. Oh, there he is. What's up, Zach? Yeah. yeah, that was... Yeah, dude. Uh, it just didn't have anything showing up, and now it's there, so... Okay. There that we go, there we go. Yeah, that was weird. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, just my streaming problems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I've solved everything. Hopefully, uh, everything is going to be running smoothly, um, and we'll we'll get going. Um you know what I uh, what I watched yesterday, and What's I that? I don't watch it because it sucks. It's What's really that? bad, and it's not because uh, there's a gay couple in it. It's not why it sucks. You said it's um, because there's a gay couple in there. No, no, don't put words uh, in my mouth. Um, you said that you hate. No, <laughs> no, don't you? My avatar. You can't say those things about me. You see my avatar. <laughs> it's my. Don't, uh, don't, I'm trying to help you not get canceled, David. <laughs> You need to keep your personal. It's my opinion. dude. It's my neuro. It's my neurodivergent avatar. <laughs> um, so I watched uh, "Knock at the Cabin," that new M Night Shyamalan movie. Dude, dude, technically Mexican wanted to know. I, I, I haven't been able, to, haven't had a chance to message him back, but he wanted us, wanted me. He asked me if we wanted to come on his stream this Sunday to review "Knock at the Cabin." Dude, it's That's really awesome. bad. 
And it's its biggest crime is that it's just dull. Really? It just goes on. Like the the, uh, the premise and kind of what was happening, I figured out almost right away. And I didn't know anything about it uh, other than like I think I'd seen a trailer or two. Right. And and you know, it's just like, oh, these strangers show up at the cabin and there's a family there and they're telling them that in order to save the world, they have to sacrifice one of them. Um and it's so it's just it, it's not good. Uh Lofty was so excited for surprised. that one. Fun to hear this take. Uh it's just we have Lofty by, Pixels on. By the numbers, we have a lot of people we have to have on before we have Lofty on. I know. Max, Zach's. Um, who else? MGC, the Critical Drinker. <laughs> <laughs> High goals there. Um, I mean, he's the one that reached out to us. But the he said, uh, please come. No, go ahead though. He must have been really drinking. Yeah, right. Um, he must have been hammered. It. He says just really dull though. Yeah. So it's. I, I'm try. I guess I haven't really sat and thought about it because it it ended and I was like, well, that was boring, and kind of just moved on, you know. And I was like, well, I'll just mention it, but it's the 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 pace. The I feel pace. Like a problem. It, like M. Night Shyamalan, like a lot of his movies lately for me, the ones that have released when he's released them just haven't hit for me either. Yeah. And so I was hesitant with this one. It's not great. I don't know if I would say it's his worst, but I, I haven't watched a lot of his stuff in a while. Um, I think his worst, again, I haven't seen every single movie he's made, but his worst to me is uh, Avatar the, the Last Airbender. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't even count that most of the time because it's not... like I, he, This is based on source material. Old was based on source material, which I also haven't seen. Right. Um, and it's really funny because he apparently... and. You know, these are totally different things. Like, I think Old was based on some sort of uh, French uh, graphic novel. This is based on a book. Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, is based on a, an animated cartoon. And so, it's weird. Nothing, none of those things are really the same. Um, but then, right. people, not always, because he always takes it too far. Uh, but, you know, people like Split. Um, I I thought that was pretty good. I mean, it, it again, it's something I haven't seen in a while. And it, it also was one of those things that the ending of that and like the reveal that it was part of like uh, Unbreakable or whatever, that was kind of cool. Mm. Um, but, you know, I and then he did one before that called The Visit where these kids go to visit their grandparents and there's like all the, there's something like off about their grandparents. Yeah. Um, it, it's got some like cringy stuff in it, but for the most part, I enjoyed that. Um, Didn't he do Midsummer as well? Or no, no, no. That's Ari Aster. That's totally. That is like way outside his realm. No, no, no. Uh, Midsummer's directed by the same guy that did Hereditary, so like he's on uh, a whole yeah. different like hor- he's doing like real horror. Gotcha. Um, whether you like it or not, and I'm I, Midsummer was one of those things that it was kind of a fun experience, but when you start thinking about it more, you're like, it. I like Glass Onion. Yeah. I, well, I would say it's probably more like uh, Knives Out, in that sense of like oh, there's things happening, and you're like, oh, man. Uh, uh, uh. But then you stop, and you start to think about the process of how these things are going. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Jenna? And 
I, I want to know who Jenna Tolls is. It's uh, like it's someone who knows us personally. No, it's not or you it's, personally. No, no, no. Just a random. It no. Yeah. It's 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 Dirty Dan from the Discord, and I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. It's the uh the lady you met on Tinder. Uh, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? You do. We were talking about Midsummer, and then oh, you're yeah. saying no, that's uh, other dude, and other dude does real horror, whereas M Night Shyamalan is more on the thriller. He does like um, thriller-ish type stuff. Yeah. No, I'm his grinder team. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you one thing, and we're we're gonna talk about Hogwarts. Is that Legacy. why David switched to that uh, new uh, Avatar pick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, I. Uh, th- this Sam, Sam Smith, uh, Smithson uh, picture is one of those things that sh- I-, I haven't seen anybody memeing on it, and I guess everybody's too freaked out about like balloonageddon and like that, all this other stuff that's going <laughs> somebody on. Somebody should do a meme of try the uh, of either the Chinese doing another spy balloon and it's us or us launching a spy balloon in in America, and it's Sam Smith just in, in that, space costume. that costume. See, because I was thinking like uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, where you replace like Pikachu with Sam Smithson, and he, you know what I mean. I, I thought that would be. Why funny. didn't anybody who care about Sam Smith like if that would have been me? And I don't even have to like the guy. I would just be like, listen, dude. I'm telling you, whatever everyone else is telling you, don't listen to it. Don't go out there in that. <laughs> Do you go know- to Walmart, get you a white tee and jeans, and that will be better than that. You know how everybody um, was after, like, with that new video that he put out and, like, the way, I guess, that he's been dressing and then this, and they're like, oh, he's all into Satanism. And I was thinking, I was like, man, if this is all Satan can, like, throw out right now, it's like, dude needs to step his game up. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, just turning this dude into like a balloon it's very you know what i mean it's very weird like they're like oh my gosh the culture and you're like yeah i don't know man like uh lady gaga wore a meat dress to like the grammys five or six years ago you know this stuff is how it's it's kind of always been this way but it's always that and i I, this is something i was thinking about too uh the whole like culture war thing it occasionally gets to a place where you're like hey take a breath Mm-hmm. Take, take a breath i i think it's more of like kind of like my perspective with it it wasn't anything that was surprising to me maybe it should be but i think it's more of a indicator of like because it's more blatant now than being subtle just the kind of the hardness and the state of where our society as a whole is as far as progressing more in a hardened shape and sure. facet. Do, like, hang, look, it's, it's more like old Hollywood at least used to hide the fact that they, they were Satanists, right? <laughs> now it's new Hollywood's just like open you, about it. Can like, I ask you a question, though? Do you think yeah. it's because they're desperate? It may pro- think of, probably just I, for drama and stuff like that. Because think about it. They're, so before, they could be more subtle about it because they had everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. But now... Do you think that they're having to escalate certain things and do things in a wilder way because people aren't paying it? Like you gotta like think about the numbers for all of these. That's a good point. These things. Now I'm not saying this is the case. Yeah. But you're saying you know all truth, right? <laughs> the the possibility being that they have to move into this new thing and try to up the their up the ante every year and all these things because the Oscars, um, the Grammys, the Emmys. Uh, like pick your award show, pick your like big moment. I don't know. I guess I guess the Super Bowl still doing well. 
I would I would think. But I, but I'd be curious about the numbers for the Super Bowl too. Like I haven't really looked into them, but there's a trend that all of this stuff over the last like four or five years has really been going downhill. Now it's it hit like rock bottom, and some of them have like jumped slightly. But we're still right. not we're still not talking like pre 2018 2019 numbers for the most part. From what like I've been what from what I've been hearing, cared yeah. About- the award shows, the Grammys, and the especially the Oscars and the Golden Globes and the Emmys. I'm I wonder if the Emmys does a like pulls better numbers than the other ones. I don't know. They have to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, knock at the cabin. Not great. Uh. People are really. You know what's it's so funny, and this is happening with the uh, Hogwarts Legacy thing too. Um. People are trying to make things that are kind of inclusive though i what we're what we'll talk about with the hogwarts legacy stuff i wonder if it's a slight troll um as brought up the point that there's something specific in the game and he was like i'm not sure if they were trying to be inclusive with this or if this is them trolling all the people who were angry mm-hmm. and, and i'm kind of like yeah i don't know it's like it kind of could go either way but like you know uh this uh knock at the cabin or whatever uh it, like the it centers around this like this gay couple um and they're in it it's kind of got an interesting premise uh though it's kind of a movie that feels like maybe it should have been made 10 years ago with like the the type of the, the stuff that they're dealing with the subject material they're dealing with oh, um because yeah. there's like some, well, some are you talking about like when they released the movie with jake gyllenhaal and heath ledger like around that time? yeah yeah this this seems like and I don't want to say too much because if it's one of those things that I, I, I it's something that I, I can't recommend it. But if you're curious enough, it honestly though it is it's slow, it's really slow and not in like a good slow burn way. It just it's an hour More and a like half. in a Superman 2006 movie. Yeah, way. and it's only an hour and a half, and it feels way longer than that. That's a movie on HBO. That Warner Brothers should put in the vault and never release again. Speaking yeah, of, yeah, yeah. dude, I remember because I only mentioned that as soon as you said slow, uh, we were looking at movies this weekend on HBO Max and we came across that Superman movie. I remember telling uh, my wife, I was like, I saw that movie in the movie theater, and I'm literally it's one of the few movies that I was like, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? This is lasting <laughs> an eternity. I am miserable. I am ready to go. There was only one good scene. It was that uh, where the the robber, whoever shot Superman in the eye, and got to see the uh, bullet disintegrate on his eyeball. Yeah. Other than that, that I mean, good casting in it. As far as for Lex Luthor, I say good casting. Lex Luthor was casted well because that's all I uh, remember. But man, so yeah. when you say slow burn, I know exactly what you mean. And and then he turned out to be a predator, <laughs> which sucks because he's guess, he's in. Ba- I guess the, perfect casting for Lex Luthor. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. That's not the You know what? That's so it's so funny when you like think about that, but it, it's like that it's not even like the type of like evil that Lex Luthor is, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Um it's uh Sorry, I'm trying I'm I'm putting out a notification that we're live. But um, so it was just a really slow burn. Uh, it, well, at the cabin. Yeah, and it's not like the the good kind where like you're really invested in everything you you kind of the premise kind of gets taken care of in the first few minutes of the movie and the opening's kind of interesting and i think dave batista does a pretty good job in it 
but it it you know it goes through its paces and it it's kind of it's hard for me to talk about this without getting into detail but it's yeah. it's kind of by the numbers everything that you kind of expect once you kind of know what's happening it's pretty much just there's not really any sort of and I'm not saying that M. Night Shyamalan has to have twists in his movies but there's there's no none of that sort of for this type of thing and how weird the concept is there's no twists or turns there's no sort of like it's the type of movie you would almost expect to subvert your expectations where it's like oh you're this is the kind of premise you're going for but you did something a little bit different here it's pretty straightforward um it's one of those movies that honestly they probably should have just dumped it on a streaming service you know that's like the new straight to dvd yeah type thing where straight on streaming service yeah it's not great i mean this i don't technically it didn't come out in january but this is very much in the realm of that it well it'll probably make its money back but this is one of those things that you couldn't put this out during a busy time because it would get absolutely annihilated by anything else that was out um and like there's some interesting ideas in it and i think the concept is really interesting and apparently it diverges from the source material pretty heavily shocker right uh and the 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 ending of like the book is a lot darker than what they did in the movie um so i don't know and honestly i don't even know what they could have done in this instance to to be like yeah like these are the things i would have changed to make it better um i i just it wasn't very engaging um everything in it is like everybody's pretty uh like one-dimensional for the most part except for maybe dave batista Mm. but it's just sort of like well they not okay that's not totally fair they go into some there's some like background stuff but they the one of the biggest problems the movie has as far as pacing is concerned is that it goes into this uh it goes into flashbacks and the flashbacks feel like they halt what's happening in the main plot all the time so like you it's almost like the the brakes keep getting slammed every like 15 20 minutes for them to like go well we need to give you this background information about the characters now and maybe that's what it is that is, that to me is you know because that's what lost used to do um and it's yes. it's and again maybe this is one of the reasons why this it feels like this movie should have come out 10 years ago if not longer than that uh it does those like flashbacks and sometimes you're like Oh, okay, great. And I'm like, couldn't you have found a way to give us this information through interesting dialogue in the present rather than having to constantly send us into these flashbacks and like do things in a more subtle way about like, well, this one of the character, you know, one of the characters has a gun in the car. It's like, oh, why does he have, why does he have this gun? Like, it's really odd that these, this like couple from New York is has a gun like there there's all sorts of little things like that in it where if the screenplay had been a little bit tighter it it could have been more interesting and so i think there's Mm. the chance for something good to come from a movie like that but it 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 dropped the ball as far as i'm concerned um which isn't surprising like i m night Shyamalan's one of those guys that i just don't i i can't anymore for the most part i i I always want to give him a shot um but it always sort of feels like he wastes the shot. And I, I didn't even go see old. Uh, it was just like, whatever. And then I, I watched someone's review where they spoiled the entire thing. Um, and I was like, all right. And I was like, that's that's a concept. <laughs> it's like, eh. And it's weird. Like that, that movie gets into some like weird stuff. And I like weird. Like I can deal with the movie going into some some weird places and like 
the, the like the idea that on like a beach you have these kids who are maturing at like a rapid speed and they're becoming mm-hmm. adults at a rapid speed and so like your their bodies instead of going through the normal like hormonal changes it's happening over the course of like uh, a couple hours hours yeah, yeah there's I watched that movie what do you think about it uh it's just kind of dumb and then like uh it was like a pharmaceutical company right yeah, that isn't that what they? It all. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, uh, all right. Um, Who on the nose? And not only, you well, know, not only that, but it's like, how? Like, that you're you're moving super far into science fiction. So that's like, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. It's one of those moments where you, haha, here's the big reveal of like what the movie is or like what's happening, and you're like, huh? It was like a pill that did this to them. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> I just. Nah. I know what you mean. Uh, I watched two movies yesterday. Ooh. I watched Infinity War and Endgame, and two things crossed my mind watching it because my wife wanted to watch them, right? And one of them was how ridiculous uh, Mark Ruffalo looked in the Hulk. Um, the Hulk Iron bus- Man, suit. the Hulkbuster, Hulkbuster, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, especially this one scene, I was like, oh, they cheaped out on the uh, CGI on this part because it was, it looked like someone, you know, one of those bad photoshops of someone takes a head and puts it on something. That's kind of what uh, this particular shot looked like. Um, but then the second part is how bad the writing has fallen from. Even those two, I could see the threads of the bad writing there. Yeah. That why it was continued in Phase Four and now probably Phase Five. But man, well, there was especially just, that cliff just fell off. Yeah. I th- well, that's the thing is that uh, the the Russos, I think, including me, ha- have had a lot of people fooled for a while that they're mm-hmm. like good at that. And this it's this writer. It, I don't know how often we talk about this. I, I think I've brought it up some, but this notion that the director also has to write the script uh is dumb right. it's dumb you yeah. they they should be i i think that it it should personally and and there are of course the people who are able to pull pull that off um but i think it should be the standard practice in hollywood that your writer or your writers are separated from your director hmm it just because it, it was this thing that it, it where it used to be sort of like a in the indie indie scene or like you know lower budget movies you'd have like the writer director combo um, I am I assume partially for budget reasons um, but it was always kind of looked at as this like oh man like they wrote and directed this but at this point I'm kind of like and and of course the director will have input in the movie as as far or in the script as far as like the way that it it's portrayed on the screen. Right. Um. And and how they go about things, but they don't need to also be the writer. Yeah. I think ultimately it hurts. I can see where you're coming from, with few exceptions of when it's a passion project or something that the director is very familiar in. You know what I well, mean? Well, that's the thing. Is like, like I, with Peter Jackson and the Lord of the Rings. Is sure. One of those. Exceptions. But they're the exceptions, not the rule. Because I I don't yep. I don't want to speak incorrectly about this but i think quentin tarantino does a lot of the writing for his movies too yes he does but that's quentin tarantino and and that's kind of what i'm getting at is that there are people who can do it quentin tarantino 
Let's see. But it's just, it seems more few and far between. Yeah. Uh, it's, again, it's the exception, not the rule. You you have people who are good writers that are brought on. They give the, you know, they do their entire thing. And then the vision of what's been written down is essentially where everyone else comes in. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's, it's tough to know. And I, I know that one of the biggest problems that's coming out of especially Marvel and it, it kind of seems like DC kind of like what we were talking about last week they're headed in the same direction um in specifically because James Gunn was talking about I can't remember which movie it was but he was like I'm I'm uh almost done with like the first draft of the I think it was the Superman, Superman. And that movie's supposed to come out in, like, two years, and I was like, you're not even done with your first draft and you're announcing this? <laughs> right? And it's just, and that's kind of the problems of the old uh, DC, and, you know, I mean, to be fair, Marvel doesn't even give their people that long, but, uh, you know, one of the problems that's been going on for a while, you know what I'm saying, where these people don't take enough time to properly develop their scripts. Yeah. Oh yeah, Quentin Tarantino has basically been involved in but, writing all of his movies, like every. Single to James one of them. Gunn's credit, he did say, you know, nothing's going to happen until the script is done. Okay, okay, James. Uh, that's what he said. That's what he says, but he he may be over it, but he's not the big wig at uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Corey's always going to come first, is what he said, and uh, you know, it's also I, dude. I don't believe him. Him, I don't think any of them really deserve the benefit of the doubt with. Warner Brothers specifically, um, I don't really have a problem with James Gunn. It's not necessarily him; it's more so those above him. Uh, Dude, he's you know, I think he's doing. I think James Gunn is a a competent. I think he's a good director, and I think he's. And it depends on how you define good. Good writer, but I think he's really good at the obscure, obscure things. But it's kind of like this DC slate, like we talked about before. It's kind of like, dude, like I don't, I'm not trying to be rude because obviously. It's it's just the stuff he's doing are all the modern D, most of the modern DC stuff that's flop comic book wise. So why wouldn't you go through your bread and butter tentpole stories that have been proven successful in another medium that you can bring to screen? You know what I mean? I just I think R- rather I, than launching with creatures of commandos and the authority, like who cares? Right. Well, I, if like, I was if I was gonna steal, that's not gonna put butts in seats. If I was gonna steal man for them, because this is yeah, I know I've heard this from everybody. Um, my assumption would be that if they were trying to go from a like, well, we need to we need to reboot this, but mm-hmm. you can't just it, you're rebooting and then you go, well, we're making Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman again, and like you have to ask yourself, like, is it at a point now where that's not interesting enough? Yeah, that's that's especially just... when the last Batman did. Now again, that doesn't mean that. This next one won't do, but the won't do over a billion. But this last Batman, the Batman with Robert Pattinson, only did, um, what was it, seven hundred and like fifty or sixty? I, th- I thought million. it hit into the eight hundred, but yeah, you might be right. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't cross a billion. But I also, it also makes me wonder. It's like, why are we at the point now where that has to be the benchmark for everything for all of these like big tentpole movies? It's like a billion dollars. Yeah. Like we're just not, I, and I don't know if it's one of those things where. What do you mean by that? 
well, why is that the why is that for the companies? Like, why is the billion dollar mark the benchmark for something be, being successful? Other than the fact the budgets are that high, like, is there not a way for them to be able to scale back? Mm. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. I, I was thinking about something, and these are rare, but you would think that. Uh, I think I was I was listening to something yesterday. I can't remember what it was. Um, maybe it was metal, but he was. They were talking about how. Split that M Night Shyamalan movie. I think it cost mm-hmm. like twenty six million to make, and the movie made like an insane amount of money. Uh, That's like, the way to go, man. And, it's just kind of like the Joker, right? Yeah, and I I don't know. I guess it's like maybe they're worried that going back to everything not being this like CG nightmare on the screen where all of your actors are on a green screen pretending to to be in like the quantum realm or whatever. Yeah, right. That that they can't um they can't go back to that cuz that people will now be bored. Yeah. I mean the Batman apparently was 185 to 200 million. There's not any reason why you couldn't do a, even a Batman movie in that hundred million dollar ballpark yeah you know what i mean yeah to where it's more focused kind of like how the joker was than as you said this cgi crap fest you know and that's just kind of what it's all becoming and okay so that's where you get martin scorsese saying like the marvel films aren't like real cinemas because when it's just pure cgi what is it you know what i mean dude it's even better so split Nine million dollar movie, right? It made two hundred and seventy eight million dollars at the box oh office. Oh my gosh! It's kind of like that horror movie that came out last year at the end of the year. Can't remember the name. Oh, of the it, Terrifier. But it was on, yeah, that was yeah. like it was only like a few hundred thousand dollars to make, but it made like a over a hundred million yeah. dollars or something. Oh yeah, that that stuff exists, and it, it's. I'm like, man, maybe, maybe me and David need to make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very very low budget (laughs) but it's yeah it's just one of those things that some of it's lightning in a bottle Mm -hmm. so sometimes you just get really lucky and then i think the guy and his name's slipping my mind but the guy that directed joker todd phillips todd phillips i'm pretty sure that he said that in the environment that we're in right now uh you can't make a big budget movie without disguising it as a comic book movie because that's just Mm. like what they're all making right because like joker you could remove joker you could remove batman and you could make the same movie without those things being there change a couple of names it's not in gotham anymore it's in like new york or chicago or you know pick your your city right right um but i guess that's like to get that next bump up as far as potential like ticket sales, now everything has to be Batman, Joker, right, DC, Marvel, obscure this or whatever. And yeah, I mean, like I like a lot of. There's the thing is when James Gunn got tapped to do Guardians, I was pretty stoked because I like a lot of his old stuff. Um, he was he was always weird and quirky, and he made these like little indie films that are, that were like gross or just like weird or whatever. Um. And, you know, this was before his whole, like, tweet scandal. So, barring that, uh, he he did a lot of, like, really interesting stuff. Like, Slither is still a movie that I really like. Um, it was, like, an interesting take on sort of, like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and also, like, zombie-ish stuff. 
Right. Um, and it's just real low budget. Like it, it was something came out in high school. Like you know, of course, that was the time when it w- I was really big into like, oh, I'm trying to find all these like indie movies no one's ever heard of, so I can bring them up in conversation and sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know, now he, I just miss, I miss the fact that that's what those directors used to do. Um, and I guess it's not great for their career because I mean, like you even take like Taika Waititi, right? Like he, I think we've talked about this. He's a lot better when he's doing his own thing, even though he, you could probably argue at this point, and I might agree that he's become a little one note. Um, but uh, he's got a couple movies that I really like. Um, That's what I'm kind of concerned with James Gunn too being kind of one note ish, as far as the comic book stuff's concerned. Oh yeah, Phillips also said that you can't do comedy and be funny right now. Thank you, Zach. That's true. Um, it's it's tough. I think like you can, you have to just be in a really like s- like secure place in your life. You know what I mean? So like if people yeah. come if people come for you, for whatever reason, it's kind of like eh, it doesn't really matter. You gotta have thick skin and be willing to take it. Well, and you have to have fu money, I think. Yep. Because like. If if I said something on here that some random um, like autists on Twitter found to be offensive, and they like found out where I work and went and, and like told my boss, he'd just be like, like f off. Like he, that's probably yeah. what he would say. Like honestly, it would just be one of those situations where it's like, uh, okay, you know. Daniel seems pretty good at taking it from Jenna. What is she? What? What is? What? Pretty good at taking it from what he told me. Oh, I think that's a on based on your comment. I don't know what comment that I made. The trolls. I don't know. I gotta ignore the trolls. Um, Also, hi Jake. Um, Oh, and also thank you. I I don't think he's in the chat right now, but thank you to Whoopa Troopa for uh, helping make a banner for the stream, the Harry Potter streams. (laughs) I saw that. That was good. Uh, Yeah, I I was just like, okay, I I was like, I'm going to add a couple things into it to make it a little more like, oh, what is this? Like, I need to click on this, but... Uh, I I love that. Get into it though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's see. So, where are we now? Oh yeah. Okay. One thirty, I believe, right or one twenty nine. Yeah. <clears throat> one thirty. Yeah. Was not enough. Almost, <laughs> almost at one thirty three. Well, welcome back, everyone, to episode one thirty of the Underground. I'm joined every week by the one and only Joseph. Wild West pimp style. And I'm your other host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And this is the show where every week we remind you. Joseph, Joseph, how are you doing today? Man, I am doing swell, dude. I'm doing swell. I'm going to go ahead and launch into the value for value. Yes, it is. It's it better is. at the front, by the way. It's better on oh, the yeah? front. It's better on the front end than the back end, I think. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that stay right Hey-o, there. Hey, ladies. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the value for value system. Yes, I'm gonna go ahead and launch into it. It is. If you think that you are getting value from what we are putting out from our podcast episodes, our reviews on YouTube, our clips, whatever value you think you're receiving, you can give us that value in return by donating your time, 
talent and treasure. Time and talent, meaning if you are good at editing or artwork or whatever talent and time you possess that you believe can contribute to the development of our platform. I kind of had a brain fart there. Uh, <laughs> then you can donate that and you can just, you know, let me and David know about it. Like, whoopa doing the thumbnail for this last Harry Potter live stream, for example. If you if you wanted to do artwork for our podcast episodes or our podcast or help with branding, there's so many different things uh, that uh, people could contribute to if you believe you're getting value from us. Also, uh, you can donate monetarily with your treasure by clicking the direct.me link. There you'll find our PayPal link donation where you can also include a note when you donate. And if you include a note, we will read it live on air unless you state otherwise yeah uh, and you know when it comes to the money it doesn't matter whatever think whatever value you think it is worth you can give us um whether if that's you know a good you know night out to the movie theater if that's an apple itunes song whatever it is to you you get to determine we were and we were actually talking about this beforehand david and i like the way that you put it will you uh explain it to the people the way that uh, you're telling me about um you know value for value you don't have to get into the specifics but just you know kind of the value that they're getting from us and you know break that down a little bit more oh sure so the the whole idea is that it it's not what we want to determine for you guys it's it's what you determine and, and what you are able to give right so we all know that things kind of suck right now everything's way more expensive so we're you know but we're we're not so we may do memberships for the YouTube stuff specifically to do emojis, um, but it'll be like a 99 cent tier and then we're not going to do anything else than that. Um, so again, that'll be a way for you to donate in that sense if you so wish, um, but preferably like PayPal and then once I figure out our Bitcoin situation, we're going to have a new wallet set up for, for all of that if that's the way that people down the road would prefer to donate because all of that pretty much directly goes to us. And so that's always been the goal is how can you know we get into a place where like we aren't subservient to YouTube and also to ads. Um, mm -hmm. YouTube, because as some of our fellow YouTubers have learned, uh, they can cut you off for whatever reason that they want to, and then you're no longer making money from YouTube. So we want to use it as a platform because it's a platform that is useful for getting content out there, uh, and we're going to do our best not to get banned off the platform. Um, but I don't want us to have to be so worried about our income coming in from YouTube that we're censoring ourselves or we're not, you know, talking about the things that we want to talk about. And it's entertainment. So that's a little bit harder than if you push into the political sphere, but it's, it's a situation that I just, why not? Like, and if we can find a way to do it, like even if we're not making crazy amounts of money off of like ad content, it's better for us in the long run. And it's a more consistent concept if the people who enjoy our content are the ones that are essentially you're like paying for it, but it's in the donation way. So it's like, well, I can give X amount and sign up for like a monthly donation or, hey, I just have this one time thing that I can give for now. And then maybe it's like six months to two years later and then you come back around again. Um, that happens all the time. It's up to you all. It is in your hands to decide the value for what we're getting for what we're giving. Um, it's as simple as that. Uh, and I think we also have a, uh, 
a producer for this episode. Oh, yeah, we do. I'm glad you remembered because I... Yeah. His name is Tyler Daniels. And he is a producer for this episode. So basically how that works is if you donate $100 or less, um, then you're automatically a producer of the show. If you donate $100 or more, you're an associate executive producer. If you donate $200 or more, you are an executive producer. Um, and basically that could be a one-time donation amount or lump sum over a period of time. And those are uh, credits that we will vouch for. So you can put it on your resume and we will vouch for it. All righty. Well, let's get into it. Uh, want to talk about Hogwarts Legacy first. Don't wanna, yeah. we, don't, we don't have to spend like an insane amount of time talking about it, but I do want to talk about it um, because that's all... It's not all I've done this week. It's actually a pretty busy week for this game to come out because it's, it's big. Mm, excuse me. Um, but it's pretty good. Um it's been getting, <laughs> it's kind of been all uh, all over the map, I think, as far as reviews are concerned. And some of it is that, like, people's opinions about J.K. Rowling have been rolled into the review score. Which is, mm -hmm. if you're doing that, you should no longer be allowed to review games. Review yeah. anything. If you can't separate those things. Um... There's a lot of, I mean, people. This has been the conversation that's kind of been brought up, but it's like somewhere, in some way that you're like into a place that your money is going. Some of that is probably going to support things that you do not agree with. Across the board, like, now would you say that's <clears throat> excuse different me. from you may not again you may not know it's going. Uh, to someone that you don't support versus actively knowing that it's going to someone you don't support and still supporting it? I guess, but that's just like ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. So like, I I, I guess. it it It's one of those things where like, so one of the, uh, I can't remember what company it, company it is, but they're owned by, like, it's a video game company. They're owned by the Saudis. So like, if you're buying the video game, you're supporting that stuff even if you don't know it yeah and in this situation like it the whole thing seems kind of blown out of proportion to me <laughs> it is but my like whole way thing is, blown out of proportion if you don't like it just don't buy it exactly yeah you know what i mean just don't buy it and all they did was help the sales uh yeah. and it's really funny it would have been even funnier if the game sucked um uh, the Metal Slug, the guys that make Metal Slug, Jenna. I can't remember what the the name of the company is. Sorry, um, but yeah, it's a it's a situation where um, this game is very successful now, and if everyone had kind of, like, I'll admit, there's part of me that kind of got the game because it was sort of like. Um, don't play the like don't play this or you're a bad person and that's like mm -hmm. never that's never been something I, I like I remember even being younger and you would have like this was we talk about this quite a bit but like back in the day when they were like upset because there was like alien sex in like Fox News was like upset because there was alien sex in Mass Effect and um, you know the hot coffee thing from Grand Theft Auto there were all these like things that were constantly going on though the hot coffee thing I think was actually a Hillary Clinton thing didn't really matter right it was don't do this because I'm telling you it's like morally unacceptable. And then it's just like, 
oh, so do it. Yeah. That's just kind of where it's come from. It's like, oh, so I'm not allowed to make my own opinion about things. I have to listen to random person, whether you be politician or not. Um, right. And it's actually even funnier in this instance because it's just random people on the internet who are upset about this. And then it's like it's gone into like gross territory where... Uh, and you might have heard about it, but there have been like uh, YouTube channels and Twitch streamers who were like playing the game, and there were people like harassing them for playing it. So stupid. And dude. it's it's so weird. Like it boggles my mind. And unfortunately, and it's something that you and I have kind of learned. Um, some people do not have the thick skin that is required to be on the be internet online. in yep. in the capacity, and because they've grown, you know, they've they've um, they're accustomed to being in an environment i guess that is less hostile somehow and i'm like i don't know how y'all have gone so long without having someone call like call you names or be upset with you because of something you did or said or whatever the case may be right and i and i i'm shocked by it uh we're you know and then it was so funny because like I think I was watching Az play the other day, and like there were some people that were caps locking and saying stuff in his chat, and he's like, "Mods ban him," and he just went about his business. <laughs> and it's like that's the attitude that you have to have. You just, you know, you either like meme on them if you have the opportunity because you know it's like good for your engagement, right? Yeah, monetizing them. Right? Uh, yeah, monetize your haters. Or you're just like mods. Okay, goodbye. It's like I don't feel like dealing with this today. Goodbye. Um, you know, and you can be like, you can even be like, Hey, stick around or whatever, whatever the case may be. But it, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, this game did not deserve the like vitriol that was sent at it. I, it, it would have come, you, you would have had a lot of the Harry Potter folks be like, wow, I'm really excited to have a game that's in a, a world that I like. There's some things that are really great about it. There's some things that aren't that great about it. And then we all move on because Resident Evil comes out in a month. And it's right. it's one of those... It's kind of that situation that got blown up into like, this is like at the center of the culture war now. And <laughs> if you play Harry Potter, it determines the kind of morality that you have. And, you know... Uh, Ridiculous stuff. Of course, you've got people out there saying that... Um, the like the goblin characters are reminiscent of a certain um like ethnic group and you're like okay where are you seeing that i'm i'm sorry uh who's stereotyping them here i i'm confused by your point who was saying this who is this a it's kind of like that's that weird like conspiracy theory stuff almost you remember how like uh I, i think we had talked about this a while ago where um dungeons and dragons was getting rid of orcs because they were a representation of black people. Yeah. And then it was like, who, what? Why do you believe that? Like, what happened that made you decide that was a thing? Like, where is the connection there? It's weird, right? It's very, it's very weird. And it's like, is someone... Are, are, is it because like people are getting caught up in in bubbles or and then people are having these conversations within these bubbles and no one's going like bro what why would you believe that's the case like is there evidence 
to the thing that you're saying or is this just something that you've made up in order to like cause controversy and it's almost like the virtue signal type stuff has gotten to the point where it it's it's become this in inverse uh like almost like racism if i can say that Mm. if i if i if i may peruse the the potential for that where it's like you're trying so hard not to be that thing that you've become that thing right where you've like inverted yourself where you're like no 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 it's bad we have to be nice to these people we also have to get rid of orcs because they're reminiscent of black people it's like but who was saying that who was saying that the goblins in harry potter are jews like where is this coming from like and it and it's weird it's like is it it's like so you're telling me because they work in a bank and they have like goblin features that aren't necessarily reminiscent I say not necessarily. I mean, really aren't reminiscent of Jews other than potential stereotypes that people have. It's very right. weird, dude. Yeah. And I It's odd when people make yeah. those comparisons by trying to take this moral high horse <laughs> and they don't realize what's coming out of their mouth necessarily and how yeah, they sound. Yeah. yeah, and it go I mean, just to bring this back up again for a second. It goes back to that conversation that we were having last week about how uh organized chaos was saying that uh, Eric July was like self-hating mm-hmm. and uh, OC didn't realize why that was kind of a racist statement uh, to like assume that because he has a problem with like uh, tokenization that that means that he's like a self-hating black man. It's very weird. Anyway, on to the other stuff about Hogwarts Legacy because there's a lot of stuff to talk about with this. Um, have you have you watched anything? And have you been tr- like trolling around the the live streams this week, or yep. have you been poking around at yep. people's videos? Um, it's pretty good, man. Uh, the combat's the probably the best part of it. Um, I think some of the dialogue is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's very story heavy, and there is uh some stuff in it that's not that great. And kind of just when you're walking through like how you create a story in this, there's stuff that characters just completely overlook. Uh, like you're kind of like a a bit of a Mary Sue might not be the the you're kind of a Mary Sue in this. Let's let's be real. You have this special ability that no one else has, so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, of course, a little bit. Um. But there's, uh, uh, you get this like special ability that is basically your special in combat, and it's like a one, mostly a one hit kill, except on like really really tough enemies. Um, and the first time you use it, no one in the town where it happens reacts as if this unusual thing, even among magic users, just happened. <laughs> and so it's like stuff like that occasionally. Um, I was goofing around at one point in the game and uh, I took all my clothes off and I was going and um, going to like classes like defense against the dark arts in uh, in like uh, like it's like a onesie basically. Right. Um, and so I'm like running around the castle in my onesie and like, you know, doing all this stuff. And it was it was hilarious. We were having a great time. Um, what's up, pop culture? Um, but there's there's cool stuff. I think the combat is pretty great. Um, Are you killing people yet? Like a lot of cadavering them. Oh, dude, you don't even need that to to like actually merc uh, enemies in the game. Like you do. Like 
as a fifth year, like your character is roughly 16 years old, uh, like give or take a little bit. And right. you're just like straight up killing folks. <laughs> like they are yeah. dying. Goblins, dark wizards. Like it's it's very funny. Um, and it, and it's kind of nece- I mean, it's a video game. It's necessary for the the type of game that it is. And I kind of I kind of like it. Uh, but yeah, they they uh, one thing I wish actually is that you fought more dark wizards in the game. Like so far, they've been there, and I've had a couple encounters with them. Uh, but it's a situation where you fight a lot of like living statues just kind of like monsters like big frog creatures and i just i like the kind of dual mindset of like oh i'm i'm dueling other wizards and and that kind of thing and uh right. i haven't unlocked any of the unforgivable curses yet cuz i think you have to get a little bit further in the game um but it's pretty cool it's got like witcher vibes it's a little it's it rem- the ui is a lot like destiny so you have like your little cursor and it goes across and you equip your different colored inventory items and and um you have like your stats that go up which i think works well i think the rpg mechanics uh, fit really well in a game like this um you can eventually unlock uh talents that unlock extra things for your abilities so like you can one of the talent groups is the dark arts and so as soon as i unlock the talents i just unlocked all the dark arts that i could because they they make you significantly more powerful um you can like like curse folks and uh doing like cursing them and then using certain abilities will like give you health back and um you get uh it's just like some of the combat the combat's probably somewhere if i was to specifically rate it it's probably close to a 7.5 or 8 out of 10 um it's a little uh off in certain respects the dodge is a little bit weird um there's occasions where you're fighting multiple wizards at the same time uh mm-hmm. and like i'm playing on hard and so sometimes you will uh, be fi- like there's a certain scenario where you do like dueling like a dueling tournament early on in the game and they put me up against like four enemies and I also had an NPC that was helping me well the NPC was pretty much useless and all four of the wizards attacked me at the exact same time and my health just disappeared I was dead in like two seconds and so there's weird stuff like that where it, it's like okay I know it needs to be hard but if I can't even adjust to starting up the battle right away it's like it seems like that's on the game um, right. and now that I've unlocked some extra abilities and now that I'm a little bit further into it um, the challenge is still there but I feel a little more comp- uh, competent in being able to perform the combat properly um, there's just there's some little things that you kind of have to like pick up and uh, learn how to like parry properly and do all that kind of stuff um, but it's cool I mean like I don't care a lot about the Harry Potter universe um, like there's all these extra dialogue trees when you're talking to characters and a lot of the time I just skip them because I'm like I really don't care right like, I, I'm just I'm right there with you I'm not that into it I was like okay I'm I'm in this enough that I'm following along with the story um, it's interesting enough to keep me going but the thing and like the moment to moment stuff is pretty good about you know you get to f- get on a broom and you get to fly around not only Hogwarts but like the surrounding areas and there's all these side quests and um, the combat is engaging and I want to keep doing that um, so it's yeah. keeping me around which is why I, it, it for me it's like roughly in that seven range I think um, 
It's it, not like an amazing game, but it's a pretty decent game. Is yeah, it's saying. pretty. It's pretty good. Um, it's a really good first attempt. There's a lot of great, like whimsical stuff about it. I think that the design is really good. Um, you have all of your like familiar Harry Potter elements. They go a little hard on the name dropping, specifically of Weasley. There are like three or four Weasleys that I've already run into, and this is like 150 years or so before modern Harry Potter. And it's just like, Jenna oh, said six point nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, and and uh, the troll room does not want me to forget Professor Garlic, um, who was specifically put into this game uh, for people to crush on. Um, she's just like a this pretty redhead who teaches herbology, and uh, uh, yeah, so it's really funny. And so now it's a meme. And like when when I when I got to that part in the game. Uh, on one of the live streams, everybody that was in the chat was going like, "Oh, Professor Garlic! Oh, Mommy Garlic!" It was, dude. We were just crying. That this has been so much fun. Like, uh, we were we, people. People were um like memeing on uh the wand selection because it's like you pick like the inches of the wand, and then you have stuff like, "Oh, the wand is slightly supple." Oh, it's you know like. Oh, this is the kind of like yeah. wood that it's made out of, and I was like, dude, this game. I was like, I can't help but think that this stuff is on purpose, <laughs> right? Uh, specifically, know what they're doing. Yeah, specifically for like the meme factor of it. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and surprisingly, dude, we haven't had anybody come into the chat that's been like, "Rawr, bigot!" Rawr, you know what I mean? I mean, it'll probably happen now that I've said that. Uh, but you know we've had I'll people try to encourage more people to do that. Yes, do it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty funny to to see all of the reactions to that. But I, I I'm telling you, man, I think one of the biggest things, uh, a, a, a things about this is like that whole wave of the culture war or whatever completely had the opposite effect of what those people wanted it to have. Yep. Uh, this thing's been like massively successful on stream, like on uh, live streams. Um, I remember hearing that like Melanie Mac had like eleven thousand people in her live stream on Twitch crazy, when she started streaming it last week. Um, yeah, it's just it's nuts, man. I I, I can't believe how many. It's just like the total opposite reaction, and it, again, it goes back to your thing. It's like maybe sometimes the best answer when there's something like this that you're like you really don't like it's like just ignore it yep because it go it, it it just don't pay attention to it, it. Yeah. It's, remember when we were in college and that dude <laughs> um was burning the american flag and then that lady came by and oh yeah. you know started saying whatever to him getting mad at him and was trying to take it from him so to not let that happen or whatever it was um because she was upset uh about all that and it's like, lady, if you just would have ignored it, it wouldn't have gotten as big as it was. You know what I mean? Exactly. The like you helped his cause and gave him attention, which is uh, exactly what he wanted. Right. And that's it's the it's a Streisand effect essentially. Yep. Um, uh, and back in my day, uh, but it uh, <laughs> with the boomer talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm gonna ban you from the Discord. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I I really like it. I I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff. I think that the design of the castle um, is really good. 
Um, there's all sorts of puzzles, and they're actually you actually kind of have to like wander around and like try to figure out what's going on with them. They're not immediately obvious. Um, there's a oh, it, a couple complaints. Uh, the the mini games that go along with certain activities in it are they suck. Um, un, unlocking locks sucks. It should have just been you use the spell, it unlocks the lock, we move on. But they have this whole unlocking mini game where you have to like move the thumbsticks around until the 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 two gears or whatever are in the exact right place. And the first cut, they don't tell you a lot about it. And so the first time I did it, I, dude, I probably sat there for two or three minutes trying to figure it out. And to be honest, by the time I was done with that section and I had gone through like three or four of those locks, I still didn't know exactly how it worked. That's funny. And then the other thing that sucks is that there's a mini, this like uh, side quest where you're chasing these flying keys around Hogwarts. And so you'll find them mm-hmm. randomly and then you chase them around and they eventually go to this cupboard. Uh, and there's like an item in the cupboard that you need and you have to collect a certain number of them to unlock a chest in your dormitory. And when, the way that the mini game part of it works is once you get it to the cupboard, there's a the key will fly randomly in different directions and then it'll cross in front of the keyhole at certain points and you have to right. slap it at the exact right moment uh that it's in front of the keyhole but dude it is so precise it's frustrating um and it's one of those things that admittedly after a while you'll get used to it but it's bad like it's bad game design it's, I, I don't want to I don't want to do this like give if you're gonna give me a mini game to do it better be interesting it, it better be yeah. something that when I find the key I go man I, I can't wait to actually be challenged by like the mini game that this comes along with not annoyed or frustrated and that's that's right. it's not bad enough and it's to some de- well the lock stuff actually I think is necessary um but some of the stuff that's annoying, it's kind of on the outside of the main content of the game. So you can kind of, if if it's something that you hate so much, you can just ignore it. And you'll miss out on a little bit of content, which sucks. But at the same time, you don't have to worry about it at that point. Um, so that that's an aspect of it. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I just, there's certain things that when they were making the game, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, why did they do that? Yeah, like why, why didn't they go in a different direction? Yeah, just I don't need an unlocking mini game. Like just give me the unlock immediately. Yeah. Let's skip this part. I you don't need to artificially expand the length of the game through this method just to do it. There's plenty of stuff. I mean, I've I've already spent like 12 or so hours playing a game or whatever. Um and I'm barely into it, I think. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in the game. There's a lot of side quests. There's, you know, it seems like the main campaign is pretty lengthy, um, and so I'm just like, this extra fluff is completely unnecessary. Um, but yeah, so it's like, some of the dialogue is pretty dumb. Some of the voice acting feels phoned in. The mini game stuff can be annoying. Um, but again, it's it's stuff that with a little more polish a sequel with multiplayer and a fledged out Quidditch mode uh, would be great. Because a lot of people think Quidditch is coming in DLC and I I don't know if they, like the developer said that or if it's just one of those things that people are hoping for that is just kind of like out in the ether. Like someone threw it out there like, oh, it's because they want to market it as DLC. And I'm like, I don't even know if that's the case. I'm not sure they're actually going to put a Quidditch mode in the game. Um 
Because you're designing, like, doing that, you're essentially designing a whole other game if you're doing it properly. Like, it's it, it most of the mechanics that you use in in the game now, th- those won't be things you use during Quidditch. Uh, so I, I don't know if, like, that was just a sacrifice they had to make to get the game out uh, within a certain time period. Um, that's a whole other story. Like, there's a whole thing that goes to... Uh, that that goes into why developers of video games are on deadlines, um, mm-hmm. and that missing those deadlines can hurt their bottom line really badly, um, and and some other other things like that. But yeah, um, you haven't picked it up yet, right? No, I have not picked are, it up yet. Are you guys? Are you playing? Because I know you said that your wife was interested in it. Are you guys planning on picking it up at some point? Yeah, I probably will at some point. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I think this game is going to be massively successful. I mean, like, um, uh, quite a few of uh, the people like we went to school with that I still talk to, uh, mm-hmm. like they all got it. Like I checked my phone before we started the the podcast, and I had like nineteen messages from this group chat with, uh, and I know nobody listening to this is going to know who these people are with Danny, Marie, and Spencer. Uh huh. And they were like, look at my character! Like, just talking about it. And I was like, holy smokes, guys. Yeah, because it's something that's like, you know, a good time for them. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's this, it's a cultural thing, really, because people love Harry Potter. And, you yep. know, um, I, I think it's kind of cool. It's getting people into stuff that they, like, into the gaming sphere that may have never done that before. Um, exactly. Because they want to pick their house and they want to actually get to interact in Hogwarts and you know I, I was telling him I was like I'm just here for the unforgivable curses like that's that's it exactly you know and it'd be like like uh, Avada Kedavra everybody um, I, w- I know they wouldn't do it I wish that the game had a bit more of that like you could just like attack anyone like that GTA Yes, that would be so much fun. Um, it would be hilarious to be able to do that. Uh, like, But again, it's like one of those things where it's like you attack a student and then everyone in the school comes after you or whatever. So you have to yeah. like, you obviously you don't really want to do that. But it, it's a, or it'd be, it'd be a like thing. Red Dead Redemption, yeah. you know, where you have that morality in there. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. So there's a little bit of that. I don't, It's too early in the game for me to be able to say for certain how actions play out. From what I can tell right now, most of the stuff you do, like if you're mean to someone, the only uh, negative reaction is that when you walk by them in the halls, they'll be like, I'm still mad at you for not telling me the secret to that puzzle or you know something like that. So it's that's the kind of stuff that I'm just like, all right, uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing that's actually kind of annoying about the game is that there's a lot of repeated lines of dialogue. Like I can't tell you how many times uh, my character when I've gone into Hogsmeade has been like, isn't it funny how all roads always seem to lead to Hogsmeade? And I'm like, bro, shut up. You don't need to say that every time I come here. You know, because you're hopping around the map a lot trying to get quests done. Um, and uh, it's just annoying to hear that. You know, it's like you'll come out, you'll come out of a, um, a, a, a quick travel point. And the the quick travel point talks, and it'll go. Well, what kind of trouble are you getting into today? And it it says that it's got like two lines of dialogue, and that is one of them. And so you're guaranteed to hear it over and over and over again. It's like, hey, it's okay if some of the stuff in the game doesn't talk to you all the time. Like, it. I know you want it to feel lived in, but I don't need to hear the, the every little thing talking to me all the time. 
And my character doesn't need to, to be talking to himself all the time either. Like, it's, it's, right. okay, it's okay. Um, the, exactly. Oh, before I forget, the other bit of controversy. Let me see if I can pull this up. Because I can, I, for, since it's a game, I can actually play this. Um, there, is, there is a trans character in the game. Um, and I think I got to it like right at the end of this playthrough. Here we go. I just want, you can determine this for yourself, right? So you, you beat this troll or you're sneaking around and you, uh, you run into, I think this is Honeydukes and the, the, the owner is a trans woman. And so I just want to play this for you and you can kind of determine for yourself like whether this is them trying to be inclusive or them trolling because I honestly don't know. Let me turn this up. It's a treat to see you, Lord Gok. I shall let you know if I hear anything. Thank you, Serona. You be well. Now, what can I... Oh, there's a face I haven't seen before. Is that just a guy's voice and then they, they did the character model of a woman? Like, is that... Does that... That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? it it's kind of like, hello, mate. But it's like, oh, yeah. you don't... <laughs> it's, it's not quite like that when, deep. Uh, freaking Chris Pratt and uh, What is it? Endgame and Thor comes aboard. And he makes his voice deeper to sound more manly. <laughs> but that's what it kind of reminded me of. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of an, an interesting thing. And they don't make, like, a a big deal of it for the most part. Honestly, I'm not even sure. Like, if I hadn't known ahead of time, I'm wondering if I would have noticed. And that's what I kind of hate now is because now I can't be, like, objective in the situation. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't I don't know what my natural reaction not knowing would have been like would have I just been like oh yeah it's just kind of a lady character with a deeper voice or whatever because I don't know if it's actually ever specifically stated in the game mm. so yeah I don't I don't know man That's interesting. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you <laughs> um but still overall it's a lot of fun um I think if it's one. A couple of people have asked. Oh no, I lost the. I lost the uh, video. <laughs> I like, hit my mouse on the table and it disappeared. Um. Yeah. Uh. Are you guys are planning on picking it up though, right? Yeah, we are planning on picking it up. Okay. Okay. I'll be curious to see what uh, what you think of it when you finally get a hold of it. I've been watching you play, and I've been watching Ass play, and some other people play, and it looks, yeah. Looks fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's really what it is. You can pick it up, play for a few hours. I, I keep you you can at the very least I can say that I keep wanting to come back to play more. Yeah. And I, I think, think there was probably better potential in it to be able to be more like a Red Dead Redemption or GTA type model. Yeah. Um you know, that would have been a lot more fun to where if you kind of have that morality play where you could go bad or or good and you know the, the worse you get the more people come after you you know what i mean uh-huh and try to eliminate you and plan against you and everything 
But yeah, just me. <laughs> I just want to be able to get that game and kill people and then oh, you no, know have them come after me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that too much to ask? Yes, it's too much to ask. They were asking about the troll room was asking about Professor Garlic, but I don't have the videos for that up. I don't know where they are. Um anyway, are you ready to get into the last of us? I am ready. Okay. Let me uh hide this. Get rid of this. Do this. Um, Joseph prefers God of Soy. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> um, okay, so I, since I've been talking, I'm going to let you start with, uh, this is episode five of The Last of Us. We have four episodes left. And as we typically do when we start these reviews, I want to know your general thoughts on the episode. It definitely was better than the last one. That's for sure. Yeah, I um, agree. At first, when I finished it, I was like, nice. It ended, I mean, the first part was just, I guess there's just been so much buildup. It just feels like more buildup. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily invested. I think I said last week, it was just missing that key element to draw me into the story yeah and and like that i don't know that spark like i enjoy the production design i enjoy the writing in it um it, it could definitely be better i don't know I, I think it's just i've seen so many of the zombie um movies and tv shows in that style and i think i told you that before and when we reviewed the first episode that my main concern was this is just going to be another kind of walking dead rehash yeah and it still seems that way i'm like why did we have episode three regardless of what you think about the episode whether if you thought it was good or bad i think it's like it just seems pointless especially at this point i enjoyed the ending i should i should say i enjoyed the when the infected finally came it's like yeah. nice we finally got you know uh some like the engines revved up um and we were going uh but yeah you know, took a while. Uh, yeah, you know, we had the we had the clickers. We had the clickers. To be fair, we had the clickers. Uh, yeah, we did have the clickers, and it's and, and that's what I mean. More of the I want to see more of the threat of the infected versus the humans. It's not again that you still can't have those elements, but my kind of whole thing was I don't know. I just don't understand why we spent episode three where we were, and even with episode four a lot of that it seems like this could have been condensed and you could have had a much better episode three if you combine four and five mm -hmm. you know somehow and again even you with old P yeah. yeah could have uh even with the pta lady that leads <laughs> in the apocalypse right dude <laughs> that's yeah. what every time i think i'm like that's your local pta leader right there um I just don't see her leading a group. I, I can't remember the, you know, if they gave a reason in the show, but she's not the type of woman that I could see leading a city. Like, especially in, you're thinking about in the apocalypse, people are going to be a lot worse than they are now. And yeah. it's, you know, who is she 
what has she done and why does everybody want her specifically to be the leader and i don't think they they i don't think they did a good a job at all showing that and detailing that why well, oh she's the leader okay great because of her brother was this great man hey we're with you why are you with her who cares you should be in the charge you're the one with the gun and it seems like well, you make a lot better decisions than she does too yeah except when it came to the bloater yeah at the end it was like uh, i i yeah i still don't so um craig Mazden, right the guy who he's the showrunner for this yes he did chernobyl everybody loves chernobyl um he is definitely his focus is drama right and you needed at the very least maybe not a co-director uh, maybe an associate who's like under uh, Craig, who's directing the action. Yeah, because that's it's still kind of weak. Like I appreciate it. There's stuff about this episode I really appreciate. I actually really Agreed. like Sam and Henry. Um, I like the the stuff at the end for the most part. Um, I this this is such a confusing thing for me. I'm just annoyed at this point when Joel and Ellie aren't the focus of this show. Right. It bothers me. And I, I, I'm I'm still not big on um Ellie's actress, whose name is slipping my mind right now. Bella Ramsey. Thank you. Um I'm I'm still not big on Bella Ramsey. It's just one of those things that it's like she's there and you kind of deal with it. And uh someone had mentioned this in one of our comments where it's like she just keeps making these like snarky quips or she's trying to be funny and in a lot of these scenes when she's not just being like angsty and it doesn't work it's not it's it's not that endearing there are moments when it works i think that like the stuff with her and um with sam and ellie in this episode was good but the thing and i was talking to jenna about this in one of the streams the harry potter streams the other day um i think some of it is because i have an emotional connection to the characters in the video game Mm. And that's why I said, like, when we first started doing these reviews, that I am biased in these. Re- I, I can't, I can't not be at this point. Um, right. And so, when certain things are happening in the show, I go, "Oh, oh, I like this," but it's because it's an emotional connection to the game because they're actually getting that right on the live action side. Right. Um, I think you're correct. Uh, about the the PTA lady, um, I, I think it's the weakest part of the last two episodes. They could have cut her out of the story completely um, and combine these into two. Like if you were gonna do two episodes specifically about this, Sam and Henry should have been in both episodes. Yeah, way more interesting. Would have yeah, you would have been able to build that connection um, because they even say it, and this is how it is in. Um, in the game, you spend quite a bit of time with Sam and Henry, so it, it works out roughly the same. So, like, what you right. see in the show, other than um, Sam being deaf, I'm pretty sure Sam's his brother, right? Yes. Okay, I just, it's, it's for whatever yes, reason, Sam's I'm, you brother. know. Um, so, other than Sam being deaf, it's very similar. Um, a lot of the similar circumstances, they get a lot of those beats correct uh, with that. Um, but, and I don't know how you felt about it. And again, this comes from me having played the games. So again, that emotional connection is there to the games. Um, did was the like ending for the two of them? Did that hit you? Did it hit? Did it work for you? No, I mean, 
Oh, man. Like, yes and no, if that makes sense. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, somewhat, but not really. Okay. It's just kind of, I don't really like the direction this has gone with, at the end of episode three, we have this assisted suicide is okay. And then we get this episode, and it's just a blatant suicide because of <laughs> this, you know? I Yeah. I, and I think I enjoyed the actor, both actors for Henry and Sam, but specifically Henry. Um, I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, they could have cut out the PTA lady and just, or at least if they even wanted to keep her, just not focus on her as much. Just focus more on Henry and Sam and then, you know, Joel and Ellie, like all of them together. Yeah. But yeah, that that ending it was it just it, it seemed forced, you know. It seemed fast. Uh huh. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It just didn't feel earned. I, I kind of agree. It it goes by pretty quick, and I I think that the events of the game, um, I think the problem with bit. that. I don't mean- Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to no, say, you said I, I think, more I, yeah, I think that well, the events of the game give give you enough of that time because there is that like physical aspect of you kind of putting yourselves in Joel's shoes during the situation, and um, there's stuff that happens, but you see the connection that Sam, uh, Sam and Ellie have, uh, and yeah. they kind of get that in this, um, but it it just, I'd have to go back and play through that section again in the game, but there, there's just. A lot of that, and then the brutality and the the how quickly everything goes down in um, the game at like after uh, at the end of like what you see at the end of this episode, and then essentially what happens in the game is that right after Henry does that, um, and I'm being vague on purpose for for now, right. Um, right after Henry does that, game cuts, and you transition to like a couple months down the road where. Um, you know, so you get like a boom, and then you're like, you don't even get like time to process before it's like, oh man, we're in a totally different thing now. Um, and you get to sort of see some stuff happening with Joel and Ellie, and it kind of implies that the situation that happened with the two of them is the thing that finally kind of brought the the two of them together, uh, and that they're kind of they're on the same page. So I'll be interested to see what happens in the next episode. Right. Though I've heard some things. Yeah, you heard it's not good. Uh, that I won't say that. Just some of the plot points that I'm kind of like, ooh, we'll see how that goes. Um, not to mention that uh, the town. Did you watch the trailer for this the, the next episode? No, I haven't yet. Dang. Okay, so it's Tommy centric. It's where they're headed, and the town that they're in is designed very similarly to the one from The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, and that's not in the game. And I guess I understand why they're making the change. Well, I understand why they're making the change on a few different levels. It, but if, if I was trying to be like, again, trying to steal man for him a little bit, um, in the game, you meet Tommy at this like abandoned, uh, uh, electrical plant. It's like water, like a hydro plant. Right. Um, and so I think they're changing at least on some level they're changing it because that would be a really difficult location to get when you could just do the town and put the drama through that um and then the the town gets attacked or whatever um but it's also because 
I think this episode, this next episode's confirming ex- that they're going exactly where we all thought they were with the show. <laughs> It's that little, it's that little thing in there that I'm like, yeah, that's the town, that's the, uh, that's where we we pick up in the second game. It's and it's here. <laughs> and you're right, no. Yeah, I was like, we're getting a step closer. Um, but for now, uh, continuing to go on with this. Um, one of the other things that, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead just a little bit, quite a bit actually. So I want to I want to jump ahead to to this specific section um, where he's uh, they are getting out of the town and there's a sniper in the house mm-hmm. and he, of course yeah he goes in, he Joel's like all right I'll I'll deal with it it's like the guy's got uh, bad aim and it's dark so I I should be able to take care of this and he does um, you know it makes sense I think it's logical. And I was actually talking to Justin about this, um, and I he I can't remember. If, I think he might have brought it up, but the conversation was basically about how they are spending way too much time in this show trying to make you sympathetic towards every single person in this show. Every, every single one, dude. Everyone has to have some sort of sympathetic angle, and it's not. I'm being a little hyperbolic with that. I think because like bearded guy, I, he just just kind of existed. And honestly, that's kind of what happened with PTA lady as well. Like, she's there. You kind of understand her motivations, but she's pretty one-dimensional. And it's like, yeah. why are we spending so much time with her? Like, what? Does it make any sense, dude? Yeah. And they that's, don't... Sorry, go ahead. That's what... I just did not understand. Why are we spending so much time on her? And I think Jenna made a good point, too, with Joel being a soft monster... I think there are aspects of Joel that are brutal in this, but they've dialed it back some. I don't think he's yeah. just, you know, uh, maybe the term a soft monster is is good in the sense that, you know, it's still a monster, still brutal aspects that he does. But from what you've told me, not as brutal as the games. And I think the yeah. games just sound, from what you've told me, a lot better than this show has been because I think it's, it goes back down to the pacing. There's so many things they're including in this that are unnecessary to where you keep keep things going and going. Because when I think of something that's, if I'm trying to, if I was trying to differentiate myself from the walking dead, that's what I would do is we're going to make the infected, the freaking threat, like game of Thrones season eight. Well, I mean, excuse me, season one through seven, because in season eight, they don't make the night walkers a threat at all. They're, they're just really, the fight comes and it's over and done with. Yeah. But like, they're the threat, right? Like they're yeah. big, they're here. Like, and then you have these interspersed moments of yes, humans are monsters too, along with the infected and can be ruthless as well. But that's not the overarching theme. The overarching theme is that, the existential threat is the infected. That's what they have to deal with. And maybe you come across, you have moments to where, you know, you have these episodes to where you're seeing how horrible these, these humans are to Joel and Ellie and, and whoever else, right? And, okay, but now they all have to team together because, oh, crap, the infected are coming. Kind of like how this episode was, in a sense, at the end. Yeah. Um, But just done better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, every time the infected are around, I'm I'm – pretty happy for the most part even though i think that um there's some like dumb mistakes that are made and i i don't How know how do you think about the bruiser uh bloater but 
It, uh, you know, Did it looks. They lo- say it was a bloater in it's, the show. It, yeah, it's they've. Confirmed I know it is. Yeah, but. they've they called it a bloater in the uh, after the episode thing. Oh, okay, but not actually in the. Episode. Uh, maybe not. But the weird thing is, is that they kept bringing up the sp- the spores thing, and the bloater's supposed to be able to like throw them, like you know, throw spores yeah. at at you and other people, and they just didn't do it. And I'm like. I don't know. I'm not sure where we stand on kind of like the logic in the show at this point, but like, just do it. Just, yeah. just, just do it. Just give us a like part of that. It's fine at this point if you can. The bloater throws some spores at someone and it infects them right away or what, or like ah, you know, like you could have done some interesting stuff with that. But yeah, I don't yeah. want this to be another Walking Dead and it's traveling down that path. You know what I mean? As uh, another Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah well it it feels that way with like the overemphasis on the drama of the characters and mm-hmm. I, I know that i i, I know less people, to deal with the actual infected well it's it's just taking away from the time that you could be spending with uh joel and ellie i think that s- w- focusing more on sam and henry would have been the way that you go in this episode um or in not not just this episode, excuse me, but in episode four as well. And that this whole scenario is they run into Sam and Henry. They're in a area where a group of people took out Fedra. Um, you can go down the angle of like, oh, they wanted to be f- because this is kind of how the game did it. It's like this group of people wanted to be free from Fedra because the they were awful to them. Um, but then they became even worse people to when they got into power than even Fedra was. Yes. Um, that's kind of the scenario, but like this doesn't do it because she like like she becomes so obsessed and <clears throat> focused on finding four people that she lets everything go to waste. And I'm like, yep. I don't know if I buy if, that. Yeah, if that would actually happen, it's like yeah, these four people matter, but oh no, here's this evidence that these you know a ton of infected are about to pour out. Yeah something's going on because wouldn't they wouldn't they know what that was at that point they did they knew exactly what was going on because we get a we get an explanation as to why the infected are underground which was fine i'm like all right (laughs) what was that explanation again um fedra put them there yeah Uh, that's right they they basically and what's weird is like again and you call it nitpicking but the question then becomes like well if fedra had the ability to push all of the infected underground why didn't they just exterminate them yeah, and then on top of that, why didn't they do that everywhere? All of the, all of these weapons, yeah, all of these weapons that, Fed, that uh, the this group has, they got from Fedra. So they had automatic weapons with lots of ammo. Yep, that seems to be the case. And so you could have systematically taken out all of these infected, push them underground, and then you could take them out, burn them alive, do whatever. I, and so it's yeah, it's just a, it's a little little weak, I think. Um, but you go with it, all right. It it is what it is. Um, so yeah, you know we have all this like stuff that's going on with Sam and Henry, which I'm fine with. But again, let them spend more time with Joel and Ellie. Yes. Like let so every fast. yeah a lot of these characters everything's so compartmentalized, and it's like it needs to be more within the realm of what's happening. Like Joel and Ellie need to be more involved in all of these side stories. Like they're yeah. the main characters. They're supposed to be the ones that we're seeing this, this whole thing through. Yeah. Um, 
and and it's like, oh well, we're gonna cut away from Joel and Ellie because now we got to talk about Bill and um, Frank, and now we got to cut away from from Joel and Ellie because we got to talk about the PTA lady and the bearded and the man. PTA yeah. Lady. yeah, 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 and it's just like why are the PTA lady's brother and yeah, yeah. why isn't this all intertwined with Joel and Ellie? Like the experience kind of should like really and. It should be that I I kind of think to some degree that all of these events that happen if Joel and Ellie are there for all of them and able to kind of like see all of this is that it helps motivate the two of them at the end and it helps them grow closer together through all of these events and seeing um, tragedy and loss and um, people fighting for each other and you know all of all of that happening um, so that when you get to what may or may not happen at this point at the end of 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 this season um there's an understanding as to why it is and which is why like a lot of people are worried that they're they're headed in another direction with all of this um yeah it kind of goes back to what we said with the witcher in season one and season two you know henry cavill Geralt is the star of the show right he's the glue everything since it's called the witcher should be you know for the most part right focused through his point of view you're learning about the world learning about everyone else uh like along the journey you're going on with him yeah you're not really doing these cutscenes to anyone else or these flashbacks as much as especially in season one as you are into who the character is that you're learning about now it, we haven't gotten that much with uh joel and ellie yeah we kind of yeah they didn't spend enough time in those first couple of episodes where we are with them developing them you know, it's yes. like, that's your introduction to them. And we should be learning more about Joel and Ellie while they're on this adventure and they're meeting all of these other people. Um, and it just it it's just not landing for me. Ultimately, like, again, I don't hate it. I think there's a lot of interesting and well done stuff in this. It just it is it's just odd to me the way that they decided to make the show work. Yeah, or like to to, I guess the, the plot, the, the plotting of the story, the, yeah, the and... plotting for everything. It's it's kind of weird where it's like, okay, well, we have these first two episodes. Now we're gonna do a hard cut to to Frank and uh, Bill. Okay, that's done. That's its own thing. It's over. You know, here's this letter um, that Bill left for for Joel. Um, and now we're moving on. They got the truck. We're moving on to the next episode. The next episode, there's like this a ton of stuff with the PTA lady. And it's like, well, what are we doing? Like, why are we <laughs> with this other character who ultimately, I don't, I, it, 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 her whole thing feels completely unresolved to me. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, her, like her death ultimately doesn't feel earned. Nope. It, like, it's just, sort, cares? Like, it's just, just sort of like, person. yeah, like, oh, all right, well. Hey, my brother okay, told she's me she's gone. To give you, but I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, my brother was this great man, but apparently, I didn't learn anything from him. And that's a stuff. that's the thing, man. Is like, uh, I think that there's potential there. I mean, like you look at someone like Cersei Lannister. Clearly, it's possible to do these very intimidating, very powerful women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I think it's if people are being honest, like she just didn't have that vibe. No, she didn't. Um, I, it didn't make sense as to why everyone... And they didn't really even give us... Like you were saying, they didn't give us a good explanation as to why everyone was following her. It's just like, well, her brother was the leader. It's like, okay, so like that now makes her the leader? 
Like and nobody, uh, like, no one challenged that. And... Yeah, no one said they could do it better. Like you don't even have anything in this episode where the guy with the beard is bitter about the situation, and he wants to take over. Yeah. So he like pushes her into like the bloater, and the bloater takes her out, and then he retreats with everyone, and so they're still in that city, and you, you know what I mean. Like there's which would make a lot more sense, uh, right? I, I like think, why I is he so. so devoted to her? Yeah, and that's it's, what I was wondering. What's his desire for wanting to be de- so devoted to her? Yeah, it it's very it's weird to me, and I, I just I wasn't why convinced she- by the whole scenario. I wasn't either. Now the whole infected coming up out of the ground and just now that whole scene was great. I mean, I was like, finally something. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, let me make, before we get to that final scene, if you don't mind. So this no, section, this section through here is actually what I was kind of hinting at last week. Um, I appreciate at the very least that they mentioned this whole like underground society down here. Um, and this is from the game. Uh, a lot of the stuff that happens in here, you get this... Uh, let me see if I can get back to it. Uh, this shot of a drawing, um, and it's Ish, and... and uh, Donnie, I think is what it says. It says, our protectors. Now, there's a whole series of letters in the game where they talk about what happened to this group of people. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really hoping that we were going to get a an episode about this which i at this point i don't think we will they're they're pushing so fast through everything and if it's true that we're just going straight into last of us part two in the next season this is kind of where we're at um but it would have been really cool because the whole idea is that he was kind of on his own and he got tired of being on his own because he was like a really good at surviving early on in the outbreak um like he went out to sea and he was living out at sea by himself and then he comes back into um land because he has to find food and he finds this underground area that seems really well protected and he builds it up um but through the notes you find out that he's pretty lonely and he's like well there are these people that i've been trading with maybe i'll tell them that i want them to come live with me um and that's like when you saw this thing where it said like rules for like house rules um, yeah. that all plays into it. And so you're going, th- in the game, you're going through this underground area and you're slowly learning about this group of people um, who were all living together and then the tragedy that ultimately befalls all of them. Uh, and it, it's it's really cool. And it's just a really well-designed part of the game. And for a lot of people, especially when the game first came out, everyone was pretty much unanimously being like, that was one of the best parts. Like people were just all like whenever people were talking about it and going through reviews of it, they were like the whole thing with Ish and that whole storyline and being able to uncover that as we were going through the section. They were saying, especially at the time, and remember this came out in like 2013, I think. Um, a lot of people were like, "That is the that is kind of the new one of the new standards for like how you can do something somewhat interactive and tell a story." that isn't part of the main story. Um, There's other games that have done stuff like that have kind of uh, been uh, positively critiqued for the way that they've handled uh, stuff that isn't part of like your, your a plot. Um, And that, that was one of them. And so I'm glad that they mentioned it. It's still kind of one of those things where it, it it feels like it deserved a little bit more time. Um, they could have done an entire episode about Henry and Sam and Joel and Ellie down here. Um, and that could have led up to, you know, some of the other stuff. And it's just, it's so crazy, man, that, because I think this episode was, okay, this one was a little longer than 45 minutes, but 
you that Bill and Frank episode was an hour and twenty minutes. The first episode was an hour and twenty minutes, and it's like you could you couldn't that Bill and Frank episode should not have been an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like you couldn't have done a little more to develop Sam and Henry in order for what happens at the end to be more impactful. Yeah, give they us more time. With at least them. could have made the the Bill and Frank episode way more entertaining. Uh yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Kind of like how the game was where you get introduced to Bill through, you know, Joel being trapped yeah. in one of his traps. Um that sounded a lot better. Yeah, there's and a you could still have some of their backstory in there. Yeah. No issue with that, right? It's just making it way more entertaining and revving up the stakes and the tensions. I don't know. Everything just seems so laxed, you know? Yeah, and that's kind of the thing too, is that and I uh, I guess I'll say this now, and then we can talk about the ending. Okay. Um, I'm going to get... Okay. Uh, we'll start from here. Um, there was some stuff that was said, and I, you can just chalk it up to like actors kind of being dumb and not knowing what they're talking about, but it is a little concerning to a degree. Um, the lady... I, and Forgive me, I can't remember her name, but... The lady that she's like the the leader, the PTA lady. Yeah, she said some interesting stuff in this like quick thing that they had with her in the after the after the episode thing that made me go like, you realize that you're in a post apocalyptic, essentially zombie infected world. World. And I, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. I'd, ha- I'd have to look it up. I I should have clipped it. Um. But it, it was, she was talking about, like, her character and, like, trying to describe her character and, like, all these things about her um, and, like, oh, you know, she's, like, this and that. And, and I'm, like, you, he's, it, it, like, do you know the show that you were in? It was, it was just really odd um, from that perspective. And then, like, it makes me think, that's why I like watching these end of the episode things. Because between what they did, they were talking about in last week's episode and what they talked about with this one, it's just like, did you even really want to make a show about essentially zombies or yeah, just like, like no, really a drama people. about people? And it's like, yeah. it, it's crossing into that line of being like, we took a property that people love and we're just kind of doing our own thing with it. And it's... It's almost a little more gross because one of the people who like helped create that property is directly involved with this, and he's like yeah. fine with all of the changes. Um, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, let let's talk about this this ending segment. Joseph, I think Jen is right. They are using an IP to push their story. Yeah. That's what it's about. A push their agenda would be more of how I would phrase it. It's less about the story, and it seems less about the story, more about the ideology they want to push. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In some ways, I mean, like I don't know yeah, if that's not in all ways, but that I mean that Frank episode, like, like that, that, the Bill and that Frank, Frank episode, episode yeah. seems like seems that way because it's just so out of place. And then obviously, along with what the director himself said, but. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but it's like, just. I'm more, it's. I don't know. Like it's just so drama focused, rather it being action and zombie focused. And again, understand, flesh things out, 
talk about the characters, yada, yada, yada. I get that and I want that. But I'm just tired of the trope of humans are the real monsters because we see that in The Witcher. We see that in The Walking Dead. We see that in so many other shows. Um, well, the, and that being like a primary theme, right? Because like yes. I, I'm okay with that being there. This is a funnier version of that. Um, or humans being like humans are monsters too, rather than humans are the real monsters. They're, you know, they can, you know, go that route as well and be evil, but that not be the overarching thing. But the main thing being, hey, this is the main threat to yeah, you. Yeah, because it's a it's a theme, and it's again, this is something that that we try to talk about a lot, where it's like the themes the subversion of expectations all these things that have gotten like a bad reputation because they've been used in terrible ways or they've been justified to say this is why x thing is good even though it's not and you can even if you can argue for why it's not and people are like no 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 you're just missing the point don't you understand the themes and it's like yeah but that the themes aren't everything you know it's like it has to be written well and and it can't just be like pushing the themes at the sake of like character development and the rest of the story and and logic within yeah. the universe that you're creating and like all that kind of stuff um and so the whole idea of like yeah it's like if this happened of course people would revert into potentially being more violent and it's okay to go through scenarios like that but when it gets to the point where it's just like it seems like all you guys have is being like oh well let's just do a character study on what humans would be like during a time like this it's like well we've done this a lot yes and in and a lot of times in better forms than this and it's why like you know we've talked about it a little bit but the the major threat of the show being like the zombies and then also people being kind of terrible to each other Sometimes it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of danger in the show, you know? Yes. Even with this episode, like, this is the first, one of the first times, I, and again, I should go back and watch his first two episodes again. I guess you can you can say, like, the clicker stuff was there. It's been there. I, I don't want to say that it hasn't, because that's not fair. Um, it's been there, but it does seem isolated and within its own, like, within certain episodes. Um, and that threat, and that looming threat of... The, the clickers and uh, the the regular like runners and the bloaters and you know and then you know you have like hunters and them coming after you for more than just the things that like your belongings or what whatever the case may be it uh, it does feel sort of like like I was saying the way that they're doing stuff with the characters where it's sort of like compartmentalized some of this stuff really do, it's like okay. Uh, in this episode, we're really not going to have any of the infected in it. It's really just going to be about, like, Bill and Frank. Um, they're, the infected are there, but they're not that big of a problem. The hunters are there, but they kind of deal with that, too. This really is just about, like, their romance. And it's like, all right. Um, you know, oh, here, Henry and, and Sam, and, you know, uh, this is really more about, like, this kind of new thing. Because this wasn't in the game, but, like, because, like, Henry wasn't, like, a snitch or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. He was just another survivor, like like the two, Sam and Henry were just survivors, like Joel and Ellie, um, and they they run into each other in in the city and decide to team up for a while, um, and so it's like, uh, oh okay, well, we got them, and we need to like backtrack from the previous episode so that you can see um, some of the stuff from like Henry and Sam, and it's like, ah, was that, do we need that? It's like, is that enough development? Like, also, shouldn't have you have done that in in the fourth episode? Like, should can we just like why why do we need to jump backwards? Couldn't you have gone in chronological order? 
Like, did we really need the, like, surprise ending at the end of episode four with the two of them standing over them? Like, you could have yeah, right. you could have worked it in there. I, I don't know. It's like, I, my brain, like, sometimes I just, there's, it's like, would it have been better if you had just gone in, like, sort of the chronological order and also had Henry and Sam run into Joel and Ellie sooner, have the confrontation, they're with them through that episode, even if you want to keep Soccer Mom in there and you want to ex- have the same explanation, the whole part of episode four and five is that journey from the beginning of them meeting um henry and sam to the tragic ending yeah and you could easily have you know you're with joel and ellie and guys are with them you still meet henry and sam right and then through being with henry and sam trying to get out of the city and focusing on that like they're telling you, hey, we're being chased by PTA lady because of X, Y, and Z, right? And they lie or something. Then eventually they tell the truth. Kind of the same exact storyline, but now you're cutting out a lot of the PTA lady because you don't really, we don't really need her backstory. It doesn't no. matter. She doesn't need to like kill the doctor. It can be, if you're going to keep that in there, it doesn't really matter. Like she can just pick someone up that, you know, and they're like, you can join us or whatever. And then like, you know, kill they, they kill him i mean there's ways to have done this you also you could have done honestly but they would never do this in a um in a, in a show today they could have done something where the if you wanted a woman in charge she's significantly more attractive and she's manipulative yeah. that way and like eventually that catches up with her when you know bearded like i was saying before like bearded guy catches on and he's like oh so you've just been using me or whatever and then he gets so mad at the end that he like pushes her in the hole with the rest of the you know there's something you could do but they would never it's like they are willing to have um like the the woman be like the villain but they'll never go to the same it doesn't seem like they're willing to go to the same lengths with this stuff you know even cersei even cersei in game of thrones got out of it pretty easy uh, assuming that she was killed, like crushed by all the rocks, um, it, it, in the last episode, I think it was the last episode where that happens. Anyway, it, it, all that being said, it's like there are ways they could do it, but I just wonder if, like, I know they are. I shouldn't even say I wonder. I, there's got to be stuff that's like, from a writing perspective within these industries right now, there's just lines that they're not willing to cross. Yeah. And or it's, make it's, the it's, or make the lady like you're saying. You can make her that way. You can also just make her, hey, a smart tactician that, like, how she was able to uh, convince, yeah. convince people. And she's cunning. She's intelligent. All these different things. And, and uh, you know, it comes from whatever background that, you know, you want to make up for. And, you know, she's able to figure out the logistics of things and, and gather people together and you know, get people on the same page to lead this revolt. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and, and she could be someone that is, you know, uh, harsh when she needs to be, but willing to offer clemency and mercy as well. You know what I mean? So you have that mm-hmm. dichotomy. Yeah. It's like, hey, the choice is up to you. I'm willing to forgive whatever you've done. You can come with me or not. And then if they choose not, then she ends up killing them or something. Yeah. Oh well, and she doesn't tell them that. She said you could you can either leave or you can come with us. And but the only way through is through the bottom. I think I would have appreciated a really, and I you know I keep saying this in different ways, but a, a really like brutal approach to her character, 
where yeah. her, she's essentially convinced herself that because of the world that they live in and what's going on, that the only way that she can maintain power is by being the one who's willing to do things that other people aren't. Um, you know, uh, hurt, hurting a lot of people that come into the town, taking away from them, killing them. Um, you know, you dude, you could have gone down a route too, because I wonder. There's a one more group, big group of people. I think they're gonna run. I, I think they're still planning on doing this in the show. Yeah. Um. I'm, let's see. That was episode five. So episode six. Okay. So we're probably running into this group in episode seven. Um, that they do they do a lot of like horrific things to survive, and you could have had right. her being someone who also from a in a different way than this group that we'll meet. Um having a similar approach to the point where you could have even given them like slaves where it's like they cap not only it's like not only do they capture people kill them oh yeah you know what i mean like you could have done stuff to expand on the, like if you're gonna do this I make them yeah, make them work to produce resources yeah. for them and give us a reason to really dislike her but potentially also see where she's coming because like, that's when that's when good writing i think works the best for villains um not always sometimes you do want sort of you're just like oh they're the they're the evil evil shadowy evil one that's fine but with a show like this where you can kind of have some of that moral gray area if she is a good enough actress and if you write it correctly you can essentially convince the audience to be like look it's terrible what she's doing i kind of understand where she's coming from within the realm of this world and and that's something that like Game of Thrones, for instance, and House of the Dragon did pretty well. Yeah. Is that there are characters? It's like no, no, they're not good people, but they're doing certain things and they're doing logical things because this is the environment that they're in. Yeah. And surviving and thriving in this, and and to not be like murdered in your sleep or you know pick your poison. These are the things that have to happen. Um, and and I, when you're honorable, these are the things that happen. Uh huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's just, yeah. I mean, as far as that's all concerned. But tell me about the ending of this episode, Joseph. Uh, well, my camera just fell, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard that in the background. No. But uh, um, yeah, man, I enjoyed the ending. I, when the infected came out, I was like, oh, shoot. And then when that bruiser came out, I'm like, surely, and this guy was shooting at him, or the uh, bloater, I should say. Yeah. Um, and he was shooting at him. I was thinking, when it wasn't working, I'm like, okay, is he going to throw a grenade or something? But then he just kept on shooting at him. And that part, I was like, man, who's going to just keep shooting when it's not working? You know what I mean? <laughs> something of his caliber. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you're going to do... Yeah, something but just like the chaos of the situation i enjoyed and then it's just they kept coming floods of the infected almost kind of like world war z yeah you know um not as uh goofy as world war z remember remember in world war z when they when they like they stacked up so high that they got over the top of the um the wall or whatever (laughs) yeah the wall and dude talk about talk about not following the source material i don't know if you've ever read i if you i i would actually recommend listening to the audiobook of world war z 
if you ever have an opportunity. If you're not so sick of zombies, it's uh, quite good, the audiobook, because it's, it's a... Uh, it's a compilation of stories about different people during the zombie outbreak. Yeah. And so you have, I think you have story of like, I think there's like a family. If I remember correctly, there's like a blind Japanese man um, is one of the stories. And then they, they talk about like the military's perspective. Um, there's a, there's a few others and, and it's actually got some pretty well known uh, people who read different parts of the book. Um Nice. It's it's pretty cool. High, I actually highly recommend it. Um, I uh, I I got a copy of it when I was at the beach like ten years ago or whatever, like the audiobook. And I listened to it like the whole week. Oh, I would just, like when I wasn't in the water or like doing what like hanging out with friends. I would like sit on the porch and just like listen to this thing, and I was engrossed in it. Anyway, sorry tangent. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the part where Ellie goes into the jeep or whatnot the suv to get away from the infected and then that uh the kid infected hops in there i was like oh they got a kid infected and then you see the you know the kid infected kills the pta lady um and it's just i enjoyed the 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 chaotic nature of this scene and being like yes the the infected are the real threat yeah and uh and seemingly, I, I, they're about to take over this town. Yeah, they're they've wiped out this. I think the idea at this point, and because we won't see these people again, I think the idea is that yeah. that group has just been totally wiped out. And I, I get what they're going for, but no one is even like for. Did anyone? I can't remember. Did anyone actually tell the PTA lady like, "Hey, give this up." Yeah, did the, right. did the bearded think, guy the like bearded the guy, bearded guy would have been like I thought he mu- he may have said like wh- I think he mentioned it like, but it, it, he you- didn't fight it and then like there's yeah. no real like he's just he's like uh, why would uh, he oh, just well. go with her and be like after chase after these four people when it's like no we need to handle this screw you yeah you know what I mean I do the the designs the art team in this the the, the costumes. Uh, all the people who are working on the sets, they need to be applauded. These people should have jobs for the rest of their lives. The stuff looks really, really good. It's too bad that I don't think the story holds up quite as well. Yeah. No, production design, set design, costume design, makeup, superb in the show. That's what I mean. Like All the elements are there outside of the script. Just it's not, The script isn't terrible. It's just not, uh, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's all it, right. You know, it's, I want to be, I, I want so bad to be immersed and be into this. I just don't find myself like at, like I'm at peak likeness after watching the show. But the more I start to think about it and it dwells on my mind, the more it comes down. You the longer I mean? it's been, yeah, the longer it's been going. I, I, it's, I, that's how I kind of feel too. It's like, I really, I really want to like this. I really, but it, I think, man, it's just going to come out to be, pretty average for me yeah um and there's a lot that's i mean there's stuff to praise about the show i mean like honestly man at least it's not halo you know at least it's not yeah. rings of power yeah. at least there's things that we but i just don't can, want that to go ahead i'm sorry I was gonna say at least there's things that we can compliment yeah and and truly that's a good point. and not even like grit our teeth compliment like yeah. there's good stuff in this i like the first two episodes yeah you know good setup uh, 
episode three Good enough, I guess. was just odd, you know, <laughs> out of place. Yeah. Episode four was all right. So I do want to, you know, episode five, you know, fine, you know, yeah. but I do want to mention, I think it's still, it's so dumb that the bearded guy doesn't, he, he realizes that shooting the bloater isn't doing it. Like he had to have realized this, right? This thing's charging yes. him. And he, he doesn't go, you know, maybe I should run. <laughs> he don't just, you think, don't he, you think he would have something else on him? Like a yeah. grenade or, you know, just something else. Why is this his last stand? Like what? And it's just like, that's it. He's that. That's the end of that character. Just he was just bearded, man. I, I was and just then, like, oh, okay, so he's out of the picture, and that's kind of the way that I felt about uh, the PTA lady too. Yeah, it, you have like you know they're getting away, and then you know she comes in the last second to hold them by gunpoint. Immediately when I saw that happen, I'm like, oh yeah, she's about to die from a zombie. Because yeah. like, I, why would you do that with all this, yeah. all these infected around? You know what I mean? Like just stand. It's one thing to you know. To just shoot and go ahead and do it while you see him, so and then go back to defending yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But another thing to just be like, oh, I gotta talk to you before I shoot and kill you, so that the infected have enough time <laughs> to get me and kill me before I do it, because we're in a TV show. Yep. And um, she also could have pushed this small child off of her very easily. This is not nah, man. She's PTA, this is man. this is like. What a fifty pound kid! Hey man, she PTA. She may not be able to you, do it, dude. You know? you, she this this little this little infected could have would have jumped on her. She could have grabbed that thing and thrown it directly. <laughs> Just swung it around, <laughs> grabbed it by the feet, and swung that thing around. It would it's not like a female infected Chucky. Yeah, vibe. it's just you know. Logic only matters in certain circumstances, I guess. But yeah, you kind of get the feeling like you can see now, like it, the they wiped out this entire group of people. Yeah. And I, I, I guess right, what they were trying to go for was that her obsession with going after these four people is what led to the downfall of her group. But it's just. Goofy. Well, why were they infected there? Wasn't the the hole in the city? In the city? Um, I guess you could just argue that it went. F- there was like a a big underground area, sort of like what Joel and Ellie and them went through. I think that's probably what you're supposed to think, because there's like a mention of, um, the infected like getting into that area. Like there's these little things here and there that aren't. They're yeah. not like this is exactly what it is, but they kind of are, I guess, alluding to that being the case. It. Yeah. Which, again, in the game, like you run into them in the underground area, so it, it makes sense. Um, but then again, this uh, this whole like organization of people aren't as like predominant. They're just the, the people that are in your way when you're trying to get out of the city. You know, they want to kill you. They want to take your clothing and burn your bodies and, you know, that whole deal. Um, so... That's kind of well. We're not even done yet, but they they wrap that up. It gets wrapped up in a, the whole like PTA lady and her group. It just gets wrapped up in a nice little bow, and we're done with that. It's done. It's over. We're moving on. Move on. Um. So and then we get you know a nice moment with you know Joel and 
Henry and then uh-huh. Sam and Ellie and all that. And I, I think I, it was touching the moments between Sam and Ellie and their connection. Yeah. I think that was really well. I wish there would have been more of it, though, before this point, just to get a bit more invested. But uh, like, a, you know, another episode, maybe. And but I don't, you know, I, I enjoyed how they played out. I just how it played out i just wish there was more of a connection in between well more time that they could have spent together i think would have really added to this ending um so they have a conversation about uh what scares them uh and i was like oh okay cool they're leading to exactly because i wasn't i wasn't completely convinced that they were going to go down the route that they go down in the games um Mm -hmm. it's roughly the same except that in the game sam doesn't tell ellie that he's been bit um, he just he's really angry and he basically like kicks her out of the room and then she goes in to like wake him up the next morning uh, and finds him in a similar situation. Mm. Um, so yeah, she finds out that he's bit. Um, they have this exchange. This this was fine. I, honestly, this as far as like a change from the game didn't really bother me. Except I'm not sure how I feel about them. Kind of like. You remember how, okay, so you remember how I was telling you that the whole, like, her being the key to everything might not be 100%, like, accurate? Because that was kind of one of your your criticisms of the first episode, that, like, they, oh, are they just doing this, well, Ellie's the key to everything? Yes. So, it it might not be that they were trying to get, and again, I my whole like perception of the show is slightly skewed because I know where a lot of this is going. Um, her doing this and trying to like being like, Oh, my blood is like the cure or whatever. Did you, did that strike you as like her just having no idea or did that strike you as like, well, maybe, maybe it's not true. Maybe like her being able to cure everyone or them being able to find a cure because she can't get infected that maybe that isn't, the case i thought about that okay i thought about like you know maybe they're not going to be able to extract or do anything with her immunity to it to help everyone else yeah um well i'll i'll table that for now um until we get closer to the end of the series because there there's like a lot of uh there have been in the past a lot of arguments about the the potential for that and decisions that are made by characters, mm-hmm. um, but we can save it because we still, you know, we got four episodes, so we'll see. We'll see what goes down, and I'll, I'll, I'll there more of that will be brought to light at the time, I think. Um, but uh, you know, she tries to like, you know, say, well, maybe this will work, um, and you know, you can chalk it up to her being kind of desperate to help him, uh, which I, I kind of like. I like that this is, dude. Honestly, it's one of the first times I think we've seen Ellie kind of being genuine with someone yes and and being more than just sort of this like snarky angsty teenager um and it was refreshing i don't know if it worked for everybody but i i did i did kind of appreciate this i was like okay i think this is working for me um so then they go they oh uh she likes he asks her to stay up right yeah uh, yeah, stay awake with up, me. She tries, and she ends up passing asleep, and then she finds him sitting on the edge of the bed, and then that's when she wakes him up, and he attacks her. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, Henry shoots and kills him. And then Henry uh, self-deletes himself yeah. afterward. Yeah. It really, I, I don't, I think it was a little longer in the show than it was in the game. Um, the, the length of time I think actually works by delaying it a little bit longer. Like he's really thinking about it and like running through a lot of the scenario, like what's going on in his head. Um, I'll admit again, from a game perspective, I wish they had just cut the episode right after he did it. Mm. Uh, and just like, le- cause that's the thing is like, you just like leave people on that. And, and it's, it makes me wonder if even though they've been willing to do certain things in the show, like that is a gut punch to leave an audience on. Yeah, right. And I'll I'll say it. I think it would have been the braver decision if I if I can use the word. I I think the I agree with that. The more in like just straight into the gut would have been like oh all this crazy stuff's going on. Oh Henry's infected, and then it's just like oh what's happening and oh no sorry Sam's infected and then you're like oh man it's like all this stuff's going through Henry's mind like what's going on. Um he uh. unalives himself and then you just cut the episode and then it's like uh directed by you know whoever whatever and and you just leave the audience because there's a lot of people that are into this like no matter how i feel about it or you feel about it there are a lot of people that like the show and i think that would have been that hit in the same way like and the reasoning too this is one of the shows i can understand why people really like it you know what i mean (laughs) it's it's one of those i'm not this isn't going to be my hill to die on type of show like i can see the elements you're coming at to where you are really enjoying this it's just for me like you know we're talking about the things there are elements of each episode that really work for me and elements that don't really work for me i'm you know i i put this in like the the c plus to, to the b range sure um but i can definitely understand why people would you know really really enjoyed especially if you haven't you know seen as many zombie movies and shows as i have um not that i've seen all of them but i've seen right. a ton yeah this ton. this seems uh, to be connecting with uh, genuinely and i don't mean the people who are like yay the bill and frank episode and they're like over praising it i, yeah. I mean the people who are genuine in being like i like this show and it just they happen to fall in, instead like because like I told you before, and I'm still pretty much there, it's like this is somewhere right in that average range, that f- five to six range for me. Um, and uh, I think for a lot of people, this really does roll up into the seven or eights. Yeah, I think if it was less of a drama and more action-oriented, I would be enjoying it better. Yeah. Mainly just because I've already gotten the drama with The Walking Dead. And when The Walking Dead started gearing more away from the zombies i was just like eh, okay i'm done yeah and it was more about you know again not that you can't have the elements of the humans there but i think it's imperative to keep the you know the threat of the zombies or the infected in this case in the last of us as the main threat like hey no matter what's going on they're the problem yeah yeah i feel you well, I mean, that's pretty much the episode. They bury them and leave. And they're headed out to find Tommy in the next episode. Alrighty. Um yeah, I mean Will they find him? Will Tommy die? <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> yeah, I don't man, I don't 
I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it, but I can guess where this is going. Uh, there's only but I'm not going to because I don't want to put it in anyone else's head. Yeah, there's still some interest, some some things that I'm curious about how they're going to adapt. Uh, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not really looking forward to next week's episode. Um, Uh-oh. but I. It's more I'll of look. a. I just don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, it just it. It's going to be more of the drama stuff, and it, it, that's going to take up a majority of the episode, and then we might get a little bit of action at the end. Mm. <clears throat> but it just, just it seems like they're so interested in the uh, the drama side of everything, and I I kind of want more of like the infected stuff and them being in danger, and it's just like it doesn't seem to last very long, you know? Yeah, and it's it's not. Like I, I said in last week's episode, though, I'll admit the opening of this one, you know, because remember I was kind of complaining. I was like, it's not like visceral enough. Like the, the brutality's not really there. I was like, okay, they amped it up a little bit in five. They got to a lot closer to like, okay, yes, this is kind of the work, like a, a better visualization through what you're seeing with these people taking over Fedra, what you're seeing at the end with the infected. This is a bit more of that like, you are getting to see what this world is like when it can be very brutal and how people have to be willing to survive yep. in this world. Um, but then the rest of the time, it's like, okay, everything's they're just walking around in abandoned areas, <laughs> talking to each other. It's like... Uh, Apparently, uh, Belly Ramsey says that The Last of Us critics should get used to gay storylines. This is via Variety. They're going to have to get used to it if you don't want to watch the show because it has gay storylines, because it has a trans character, that's on you and you're missing out. Cool, Bella Ramsey. You yeah, mean, right? You like, okay. You either of the games. And neither you or Pedro did, so. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't, I don't, it's just. Tell a good story. I don't care that, like, actors and you know a lot of these people don't really like critics or whatever but it's so weird that they're so antagonistic these days right when it's like people because there's a lot of people because of that it's because of that old era what it stems from is you know even when we were growing up hollywood was like we're not republicans we're not this we're not that we're better you know that yeah. type of mindset and then it like you keep you have to keep on progressing and progressing and progressing and progressing um it's kind of like that one disney exec that was like i have a trans kid i have two kids seven and five or whatever and one of them's trans and the other one is pansexual i'm like you know the odds of having a trans child is like extremely rare because they're a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of the population yeah. and then to have another kid that's pansexual, which is even rarer than transsexual. <laughs> and then um, to on top of that, to have the, the joint statistics re- regarding that, it's like, but they, you have to keep virtue signaling and out, you know, progressing people yeah. constantly, you know. Um, and I think it go, boils down to what we said in our Rings of Power view. Um, it comes back to narcissism with a lot of people. Um, and I just think it's like, just tell a good story and like respond to fans and then critics in a good way. You don't have to <laughs> Dude, hate people. Um, I forgot, I completely forgot about this there. So in, um, when, uh, organized chaos was talking to Eric last week, 
Yeah. Organized Chaos asked him a question where he basically was like, uh, uh, you know, uh, along the lines of, do you have any trans characters in your comic? And, you know, he's only put the one episode or the one thing out. And one of the things Eric has said is that he's like, I'm going to make, he specifically was talking about a gay character, but he was like, I'm going to make the most like beloved gay character that has ever existed in media. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like his goal and so organized chaos asked him he's like well you know are you, it, it, do you have a trans character in your story and he just he just his response was like not yet <laughs> <laughs> and so it's this thing that's like you know you can do interesting stuff with people who come who are in like different situations like that right right it, it, there it is the possibility there it's it's your intention behind what you're doing like are you trying to push a real world narrative or are you trying to create an interesting character? Because right. there's a difference. And that's Complete where like difference. Yeah, that's where a lot of people can't The difference is Brokeback Mountain and Episode Three. I guess. From I mean, what I, I hear. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've only seen, seen one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh I, I don't just and that's the thing, man, is like we've talked about this before. And I, I this is something that I think a lot of people have to um kind of wrap their mind around in the same way this this is kind of a, a, a conversation going on in, in the video game sphere as well it's like not everything is made for everyone and that's okay and that's okay so like the whole that, that whole bros situation where Billy Eichner or whatever was like pissed off because people didn't go see his movie it's like you don't you clearly don't understand the concept that not everything is made for everyone yep Bros isn't going to do very well in flyover states, in rural America. It's just, it's not, it probably never will, and it's just something that, like, uh, people have to get used to. It, it's like, you may disagree. Barney is not made for everyone. Right. The Last of Us, especially The Last of Us Part Two, is not made for everyone, because some people like good content. Yep. That being said. The Rings of Power is not made for everyone. No. It's literally made for no one. It's Not fair. all of us have damaged brains. Yeah. I mean, Joseph kind of does, but like not in that sense. Yeah, it's my. I'm neurodivergent, so it's we okay. accept all of our neurodivergent friends, but you know, even the ones that like Rings of Power, except I guess. for Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have to say to get us canceled today. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Who cares? I just, dude, I just can't, I can't be bothered to, like, put enough energy into caring about, like, r like the random stuff that people would say. I'm just like, I got too much going on. I got too much to do. I need to sleep. I got a job. I got more than one job. Oh, man. Right. Some people got too much time on their hands. Oh, I didn't talk about Clarkson's farm this week. Okay, I got to talk about that next week. That's the other Sounds thing. I've, like a plan. That's the other thing I've been watching. I got a lot of interesting. There's, I, I've, I'm learning a lot of interesting things about the way that like things work in, uh, Britain. In in like in England, um, and like some of their laws and and some of the things that happen in some of the small towns, it's yeah. it's infuriating. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I would be losing my mind if I lived uh, in a place like that and I was trying to get like a business off the ground. 
It's unreal. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm un- sure it's... unreal. Alrighty. Well, if that's everything, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 130 of The Underground. We'll be back next week with another review of Last of Us uh, and probably some other stuff to talk about. Uh, Ant-Man will be out by then. Um, and I, yeah, I plan on watching it. I don't, may, the way in which I will be watching it is still up in the air. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, you Just know, let me know how you watch it. Time is, uh, precious currently and I really have no interest in that. I do want to see Guardians. I am planning on going to see Guardians 3. Um, I, I am intrigued to at the very least. Yes. So I've just never been a big Ant Man fan, so I could really care less. You know, it just apparently this but whole we'll watch it. Apparently, this whole movie takes place in the quantum realm. Oh, lovely CGI! It's everywhere. just all just puke CGI all over the screens the whole time. Lovely. Uh, yeah, it just was uh, a headache. And they're like, "Don't you got to see it in theaters?" That's like they're they're pushing that now because I think, of course, uh, I think, they need the money. Yeah, I think Marvel's starting to feel the heat a little bit. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in, whether live, whether you're downloading the podcast, in whatever form you happen to be watching this. We appreciate you. And until next time, y'all take it easy. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kinda known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politic and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now what underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle is subject. Your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward. Let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave foil or the oil. They annoy you. You add another snack for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather, control. Your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. <laughs>